0: You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 100. All right, a little dramatic, but maybe not really that dramatic. 100 episodes is kind of a big deal. And as most of you know, I haven't been podcasting for that long. So I'm especially grateful because I am truly practicing what I preach to my students and teaching them to create good content means to create content consistently. And so that's me showing up, practicing what I preach. So as you may have heard in the last episode, I just came off of one of my most amazing dance parties. I throw women's only dance parties. I had about 200 ladies come all dressed up as Britney Spears and we partied and danced and it was so much fun. Now, um, one of my favorite ways to recover from a big event, especially one I do for myself, since all the pressure is on me is to go and celebrate at Disneyland. And earlier this year, I want to say February ish after I had had my little boy, I was talking with a friend who just, we were just saying we are exhausted. And of course I was exhausted. I just had, you know, a baby a month ago. And so I was like, gosh, you know, it'd be so fun. It would be so fun to just go to Disneyland with you and me and no kids. Would that be the best? And she's like, let's do it. So last week, we finally had that conversation turn into a plan, and that plan turned into fruition. And we went to Disneyland, and it was absolutely amazing. And now as I'm I'm sharing the story, I'm looking at my notes, I'm like, oh, crap. I was only going to share the happy parts. But I feel like I should share the whole story. So I'm a Disneyland annual pass holder. And, um, I try to go to Disneyland as often as possible. When I was pregnant with my son Sterling, I actually didn't renew my pass because a, I couldn't write anything. And then I knew I would have a newborn baby. And so because my annual pass was me and my daughter, my husband, um, he would come once a year, but my daughter and I, we would go together. And so if I had a little baby and my daughter's only seven, we obviously wouldn't be able to do anything. And with how sh- few times my husband goes, it just didn't make sense. So I, I let my annual pass um, lapse. And uh, as I was getting ready for this trip, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to renew my annual pass. And that's a little bit of an investment, right? So I was thinking, okay, how do we do this more budget friendly? My friend's totally open to saving a couple bucks. And I was like, you know what? I always do Airbnb when I stay with my daughter, Jade. We usually rent a room in someone's house and it's so fun. Like they're usually, you know, within a couple miles of the park, we get a quick Uber or a Lyft over there and we don't have to pay for parking. It's actually really convenient. And then you have all the amenities of like, Staying at a friend's house, and it's just really nice and relaxing. And literally, you can find a place for less than 50 bucks a night. So, if we found a place, we could split it 50 50, 25 bucks a night, you know, three days. That's not too shabby. And so she's like, I'm in. So, I book an Airbnb. It has over 300, you know, really good reviews. I always read the bad ones, but the pictures look good. I was like, you know, this looks like a good room. Let's do it. So, we get to the airport, we get our stuff, we get all of our stuff situated in the Airbnb messages and says, Oh, you can't check in until five, which was a little bit later of a check-in anyway. And so then I kind of said, well, we're, we're flight, you know, our flight actually comes in at noon. Would it be okay if we maybe came at four? So we were pulling our luggage around, um, long beach and went to Trader Joe's, like found a shopping center, went to, you know, just some different stores. I think we stopped in like Kohl's and Bath and Body Works and Finally got lunch, and then it was time to head over. So we had our Trader Joe's groceries and snacks and our bags, and we found um, a lift to take us to our Airbnb. And as we get closer to the neighborhood... Um, we're looking around and we're like, this place looks a little sketchy. And if you've never been to Anaheim, California, it's like the most quintessential, like beautiful little town ever. And it's so clean. And I've never, ever had a bad experience. Well, for some reason, this particular street was quite sketchy. Like it wasn't even in a house. The directions were so hard to understand. Like the address was a street address, which kind of looked like a house, but it wasn't, it was an apartment building. And this apartment building was actually next to a motel. And I'm pretty sure there were like prostitutes standing outside, like hundred percent guaranteed actually. So, um, I was a little uncomfortable, which is, you know, reasonable and fine. Um, luckily we didn't have our kids with us. And I was like, oh, I don't know the Uber driver, the Lyft driver, whatever he was, was like, are you sure this is the right place? We're like, Hey, hey yeah. And not to keep him waiting, like, we unloaded our stuff. It was still daylight, luckily. I'm like, okay, this is a gated area, but it looks run down. Like, how do we even get in? I tried calling the host, couldn't get a hold of the host, tried messaging. My messages weren't going through. I'm like, okay, this is really sketchy. So I immediately, she calls her mom. I call my husband. I'm like, hey, I know you're a rewards member with Hilton. Can you just, like, take a look and see what we've got? And he's like, yes, I'm on it. So he starts working on finding us a hotel and my friend Megan's like i don't know should we just should we just go inside should we just check it out i'm like Ugh. like my gut was like no just don't but then i was like you're right we're here and like nick hasn't called back and you know how when you're waiting for 5 minutes in a place that you don't feel comfortable or safe it feels like 5 hours <laughs> it was totally like that so we're like all right let's just check it out so we walk up there's a lot of kids running around and no adults. And I'm like, little kids, little, little kids, like two, three, like no adults. So that was a little concerning. And it was the type of place, like when you walked up the stairs, it wasn't well kept. Like the stucco had completely been just, I don't know. It was so grimy. It was sticky there. It looked like soda and like broken beer bottle stains, like just running down the side of the stucco going up. And we get up to the door and we knock and, um, She answers it and she's like, oh, did you not see the instructions? I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, my phone wasn't working. The internet wasn't working. She opens the door. She lets us in. So, you know, they were wanting us to kind of have our own keyless entry come in. So we get in there. We get into the room. And I will say this. The mattresses were clean and the beds were made and they smelled clean. Like, we did check for bed bugs and there weren't any... But the place was just so old and run down. Like, I'm assuming it was built in, like, the 60s or 70s and had never been updated. Like, original baseboards, original doors, original cabinets, and everything was just disgusting, like, dirty and dusty and grimy, besides the beds, I will say that. So, like, I can see why the photos looked as nice as they did, but just the neighborhood and, like, people had bars on their windows. I'm like, okay, this was not in the pictures. Like I do not feel comfortable here. Both of us were like, let's just go. Let's just go. (laughs) So I took some pictures because you guys always take pictures and document things. Um, especially in these situations. I even took a picture of us leaving because I just was like, I'm going to want this for later. We really were like super uncomfortable. The family was so nice. And I 100% know that they were doing the best they could with, with what they had. I think just for me and my experience, I was like, you know, I just don't like, I just don't do dirty like this. Like I don't like that the caulk in the shower is like black and that there's a, you know, just dust and like grime and like smears on the walls. Like it just, it just didn't feel comfortable or clean to me, which again was unfortunate. So we proceeded to just leave. We left and we decided to uh, head over to. Uh, the hotel because Nick had worked it out. So as soon as he did, we just grabbed our stuff and we just left. And I unfortunately had to make eye contact with the hosts. Like we walked in, we were there for five minutes, maybe six minutes. And then we walked out and never came back. And um, we got into a lift and we really, we were a bit dramatic. We were feeling like we were escaping a situation that could have been more dangerous, but I really feel like at nighttime, I just wouldn't have been comfortable. And you know what? It's, it's not about, um, being too snobby or, or, you know, like you have to have the finer things. it's not about that. It's just about being safe and comfortable and doing what is right for your comfort level. There's nothing wrong with that. And like I said, no hard feelings to this host family. Um, it just wasn't a location. Honestly, the room probably would have been fine if the neighborhood would have been better or if just circumstances would have been different, I probably would have felt comfortable. And I'm an Airbnb veteran, and I've done Airbnb a lot. And this experience was just not typical of what I was used to. And that was unfortunate because it was my friend Megan's very first time, and she had never, ever been to Airbnb, and that was her first experience. So she was a little traumatized, to say the least. Um, Anyway, so we get to our... Hotel And of course, it's amazing and magical. And it's a block and a half away from Disneyland. So it's totally walking distance. So we're there. And we proceed to spend the next two days at Disneyland, arm in arm, walking 21 plus 1000 steps a day, which is the equivalent of like, I don't know, eight to 10 miles. Um, just complete. like our first day, we just did everything. I think by noon we had already ridden eight rides. So if you're not familiar with Disneyland, um, I've actually gone to Disney world one time. I'm a huge, huge, huge Disneyland fan. Went to Disney world a few years ago with my husband and his family. And it just wasn't the same to me. It's massive. Disney world is so big. Um, it just didn't feel as familiar as Disneyland has felt. And ever since that time, I'm like, you know. I don't believe in like once-in-a-lifetime things. I think if you love something enough, you should make the effort to try to do it again. But I wanted Disney World to be once-in-a-lifetime. I just was good. I was like, I'm good. I mean, I probably would go back. One of my best friends lives in Florida, and I probably would go back with them. But I wouldn't make the effort by myself just because I love Disneyland. And the thing I love about Disneyland is it's a fully – immersive experience. You go there and from the second that you get there, it's just happy and clean. And I don't know what it is about Anaheim, but it's sunshine all the time. It's like the most beautiful weather. And of course they have rainy days. I've been there on rainy days. And of course it's sometimes overcast, but I always find that I'm just so happy when I'm there. They have the most immersive like smells. Like, I don't know if you know this, but Disneyland actually pumps out smells into the park and it helps heighten your senses and your and make you have those memories. And everyone that works there is just so kind and so helpful, and they just do such a good job of making it an amazing experience. And I feel like when I go there, it inspires me as an event planner more than any other place I've ever been to to just what can I do to take my experience of either somebody attending my event or somebody working with me to the next level? How can I give them that Disneyland experience where I have thought of every single detail and I have put the attendees in a situation where where they feel fully immersed in this new world? And I've had conversations with people that Think it's crazy that I have a season pass. I don't even live in California, you know? Um, and that Disneyland is just taking people's money and it's way too expensive and they're taking advantage of families and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And maybe that opinion has some validity to it, but in my thought process, my opinion is like, look, Disneyland goes above and beyond. They do not, uh, they don't skimp on anything. They don't cut corners ever. Like if you look at their costumes versus a costume from a different theme park, it's like night and day. The quality is just next level. And I think in every aspect, you know, the food, the experiences, the ride, even like making lines when you're waiting for stuff immersive, they do such a good job. And it reminds me like, wow, you know, this, this is real. Like this magic is real. And and some people say, you know, magic isn't real and it's fake, but I feel like Disneyland, everything there is real. They've taken things that could be mystical and not real and they've made them real. Um, I recently just went to galaxy's edge, which is the new star Wars portion of Disneyland. And it's real. You guys like the millennium Falcon is really there. I like saw it. I got to ride the ride. It was amazing. And I, I just love that it's, there's no limitations. You know, some people are, very realistic and logical, and I think that's wonderful. I think those are good skill sets and qualities to have, but I love that in this world today's age, like that with technology and all of the tools and and the things that we have that we can create our own magic and we can create these experiences that are just next level and so fun and just immersive like it's not just a movie anymore like when you go to Carsland you're in Radiator Springs, like it's real, it's a real place. (laughs) Anyway, I get so excited and so passionate about it because there's nowhere else that has ever made me feel that happy or that just wowed and in awe and just, you know, I just want to stay here all day. And, and I have to say like as somebody who my husband's family, I'm from Southern California, so I've had my fair share of going to Disneyland, but my family kind of stopped going once I hit um, my teen years. And the first time I went as an adult was with my husband's family when we were engaged and I had completely forgotten because when you go as a child it's different than when you go as an adult and to see my husband's parents and his family just so immersed in the magic they're from Idaho you guys like they're some really tough like I don't know just like manly men and and to see them like smiling with you know a handful of corn dogs it it was, I don't know. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced. And I was like, I am totally getting married into the right family. Like I just knew, like, I loved my, my husband of course, but I just knew I was like, okay, this is, this is a thing, right? Like this is, this is amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm loving that they feel this way because I want to feel this way. And I have, and, um, as you know, we would go with his family, you go, you buy like a three or a four day park hopper and it is like go 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 you know who's going to run and get our fast passes this was before max pass even you know who's going to run and be the runner and get our fast passes who's going to run and get corn dogs who's going to do this and it was go 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 run 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 and i loved that energy it was really really fun i just wanted to make sure that um you know about the max pass because First of all, it's amazing. If you don't know, it's where you can pay an extra, I think, fifteen dollars. Um, all of the pictures that you take on rides are included, and you can book your fast passes on the app, so you don't have to run anymore. However, now that I have a season pass, I find that I have a different attitude when I go to Disneyland. I can actually enjoy looking at things in stores and not feel like, Oh no, my time's running out. You know, I, I actually can enjoy a parade. I can enjoy a show and not feel like, Oh my gosh, I didn't get to ride this ride. Cause I know I'll be back. Right. I know I'll be back. And I think that's the thing too, is whether you have a season pass or whether you don't going to Disneyland and buying tickets and just knowing that you'll be back. That's the difference, right? It's not once in a lifetime. You can come back, you can come back. And when you come back to really like take the time, like I had no idea that main street had free buttons and that there was a fire engine there and there's a a magic shop and they do tricks all the time. And there's a penny arcade and you know what I mean? Like all those little things I never knew about, like Esmeralda's prophecy where you put a quarter in and it pops out a fortune. You know, I never really paid attention to those because I was so focused on the rides and getting as much in, um, with my day as possible. Uh, also eating as much food as possible, but. (laughs) it's been fun to just kind of have that approach where I can let my kids go at their own pace and just enjoy it and be in the moment and say, if we don't get it all done, we'll come back. It's okay. And I think for this 100th episode, I just, I guess I just am inspired by Walt Disney. I know that sometimes he gets a lot of heat for being a perfectionist and being very, very hard um, to work with and hard on his employees. And I think at the end of the day, like, he was a visionary that knew it had to be a certain way. And that has stayed true to the Disneyland brand and the Disney name, like they are meticulous. And because of that, it's so easy to feel comfortable there and to see the detail and to appreciate it. And so as you are going through and creating your business, as you're creating your brand, you know, what is that magic that you can bring that only you can bring that. Is going to give people the feeling of like, wow, there's so much attention to detail here. And I'm I know that she's completely immersed in what she's doing and she cares so much. And I think sometimes just being that kind of dedicated and that kind of passionate speaks volumes above however talented you are. Like Walt Disney wasn't the one who created all of the things like he hired people who were better than him. And that's how he grew his company and his brand and his name. And I, I always think about that because I've always been the type of person, like I have to do it myself, have to do it myself. And as I've been implementing that and working with new people and and hiring and, and trying to expand my own brand, I've learned, gosh, there are people who have talents that are way better than mine. And with my talents that I'm better at and their talents that they're better at, when we combine forces serious magic happens and it takes the business to a place of, you know, elevating the customer experience, elevating the organization, elevating all of the logistics so it can happen in a more concise and clear and fun way for everyone involved. So I hope that whether you're a fan of Disneyland or whether you're not, that you make the time and the effort to think strategically about your own business, your own events and the things you're doing so that you can have that Disneyland feel and that you can have that Disneyland, you know, experience for the people who attend as well as the people that you work with and for yourself. Like even being the one who creates the magic, I still have just as much fun. So I want to leave that with you guys. I'm so excited that I'm back and not walking eight to 10 miles a day. It was fun, but we were like completely sore, sore legs, bruise, blisters, all of the fun things. And it was totally worth it. So thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next time.